everyone. I'm Laurel Simmons, and welcome back to another episode of the Right Club podcast. My co-host today is the wonderful Catherine Nelson Riley. And Catherine, this is a continuation of our interview with Julie Hoffman, who is funny and has wild stories. And she focused a lot in the first interview or the first episode. If you haven't listened to that part one, go listen to that. She focused on, you know, the, the great stuff and the, the highs. This part is more about what went wrong and what she learned, right? Oh, it's it's definitely the lows. But not only that is she sharing the lows and how they came about, but it was introspective on what they did wrong and then shared with us how they turned it around and were able to come back out on top again. Right. It was excellent information. So everyone, listen, learn, laugh, enjoy, just like we did. But before we go to the interview, Catherine, where do people go to get more information? Please hop on to www.therightclub.com, R-E-I-T-E.com, where you'll find thousands, literally thousands of hours of resources and all the different strategies and all the different areas for those that are in the business of real estate investing. And it's free. That's right. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. You know, he was still working full time at the hardware store, which was good. We that helped us with our borrowing power because home hardware is a very highly respected brand. And so when we went for financing and they knew he was a hardware store owner, he, it was, uh, it was a very good thing. So we were very lucky that way. And a lot of people, you know, it's like a lot of people think they got to quit their day job and it's nice if you can get good financing because you have a job. So that's just something that's kind of a side note. <laughs> so anyway, we bought this property and and we're like, okay, we're geniuses. So we did it five times. And every time we did it, we would sell, we would make a profit anywhere from $300,000 to $700,000 per deal in less than 30 days. It was bonkers. Like if you ask anybody back in two thousand between 2006 and 2005, 2007 in Edmonton, it was just an absolute crazy frenzy of insanity. And it was so much fun. And we made so much money and we were just feeling like the biggest geniuses in the whole entire planet, buying Escalades at fancy houses and doing all these things and kept having babies. I had four children by then and the world came crashing down. We bought five, successfully exited them, but then we bought five more in bad areas of Edmonton, like the worst areas you could ask for. In Edmonton, with the plan to flip them. And we bought those five going into the fall of 2007. Now, the recession didn't, wasn't technically declared until the fall of 2008. Uh, but it started in, the two, in 2007 because we went from selling buildings to no buyers in sight. We were like, okay, we got to hang on here. We got to find a way to hang on. So we did. We hung on four years. We should have been out of business in six months. And we found really creative ways to stay alive as a company. 
during that time, everything just fell and fell. Values fell. There were junky buildings that needed constant renovation. We had a partnership dispute. It was just an absolute nightmare. That said, we stayed, we survived four years longer than we should have, like three and a half at least longer than we should have. And I made the really tough decision to go into bankruptcy protection. And a bunch of these properties got foreclosed on. So it's like a very humbling experience. And then, of course, by then I've got five little kids, right? Five little kids and just buried in debt, bankrupt, having to start over. And so I went into, so I went, I had this like fork in the road in my life. As you know, I was a trained physical therapist. I had, I was very highly educated, but I hadn't done it in a long time. And I remember having a talk with my husband and he said, maybe you need to think about going back to physio. And I thought, let me try one other thing first, because I really did not want to go back to a nine to five job if I didn't have to. So I actually, I called up Darren Weeks, who I mentioned before, I'd gone to a lot of his earlier events and he had blown up by then. He had this like big company and all these kinds of cities. And I, he offered me a job as a sales manager because by then I'd become really good at sales. And so I started with him. And in that time, we got introduced to like a multi-level marketing company. And like a lot of people do, you know, like multi-level marketing people, they want people like us. They want entrepreneurs. They want people that aren't afraid to talk to people. And so I got into one, I got into one and I ended up taking this sales training for multi-level marketing people. And I t- and I'd been selling and getting better and selling and getting better and selling and getting better using a lot of the strategies and a lot of just tripping over my words and learning from them. And then I took this multi-level marketing sales training and it really just was able to take all of the sales I'd done to that point and put it in a nice little package and use a lot of the strategies that they use for multi-level marketing and and that's how I still sell today. So it was about, I would say, I would call it a good 10 years later that I was selling and learning and selling and learning. And then I was, again, I was in this, I'm just going to call it a pyramid scheme. If that's okay with you, I hope I'm not offending anybody. I'm training with this guy though. His name's Mark Janiszewski and he's an absolute genius and he's a super successful MLM guy. And then I sat with him one day. I had just done, it was called a 90 day push. And that is where you make for 90 days, you try to make as many phone calls as you can. And you try to make at least three to five contacts every single day. So I did this. I made 3,500 phone calls in a 90 day push. I sat down with him to meet and he looked at, he, he, he well, he's talking to me on the phone. And he goes, Julie, you're terrible at this. You're absolutely terrible at multi-level marketing because I hadn't made a dime. And he said, why don't you do real estate? Isn't that your background? And I, but I'd been kind of bruised, you know, and I was really uh, licking my wounds. So I, he helped me put together everything I'd learned so far and kind of package up. What I do now is a lot of presentations. 
Um, and he really helped me tighten up my pre-screening, which is really important when it comes to sales. So again, yeah, good 10 years, lots of training, lots of investment in myself. I took the sales training that I talked about before. It's called Sandler Sales. I took it twice. So that was about $15,000 for sure. This other sales training, yeah, I spent at least thirty-five dollars to $40,000 in just sales training. Plus, you know, the real life work, which is where you really learn, you know? Yeah. Well, so I hope, I hope that's a long way to answer your question. No, it's not. It's really important, I think, because we're getting a really full picture of what's going on in your life and the ups and downs of being a real estate investor. Because you were in the heydays of the, the wild, literally the Wild West, right? I mean, yeah. it was since I remember, and I wasn't an investor at that time. I had one property in Ontario, but really not a serious investor. And I kept hearing the stories about what was going on out there. And then, of course, the crash that came, we got hit not nearly as hard as they did in the state, but still. It was hit hard. So that I can imagine was a terrible time. I have to deal with all of that, all of the emotional stuff. I mean, it just it must have been awful because you're dealing with relationships. And I think you're feeling alone and afraid. And it just it can be really rough. Yeah. Right? It was the toughest time in my life. And so you get you both know, I think you know that my website is called Street Smart Diva. Yes. So my husband actually came up with that because, like I said, we should have been out of business when the recession started within six months and we stayed alive for four years. We became so street smart about that. And that's, that's why a lot of people choose to work with us. I'm not saying everything goes 100% well all the time because that's virtually impossible. A lot of folks decide to work with us because we've been through tough times and we know how to handle tough times and we know how to avoid uh, being in bad situations. Well, okay. So take us then from how you went from being a, losing the business, going into MLM, being a, uh, a sales manager, right? Yeah. And then getting back into real estate. How did you do that? And then what did you focus on? Because there's a lot of details missing there. I know there are so many details missing because we were able to rebuild another multi-million dollar real estate investment business, primarily through rent-to-own and lease options. Okay. All right. So the first person that came around was a guy named David, such a great guy. And I had been on a panel in a Ron LeGrand event, and I had been talking about just real estate stuff, creative real estate stuff. And I'd done a lot of creative stuff to that point, like rent to own agreements for sale. We did a lot of assumable mortgages, which is not a big thing anymore. But most of the stuff that I did was creative real estate investing for, for the most part. So coming out of the, you know, coming out of the doldrums, this guy, David, called me and he said, I hear you live, I lived in Beaumont at the time. I lived just outside of uh, Beaumont, Alberta, which is this wonderful little French town. And uh, it's practically Edmonton now. And he called me and he said, I hear you live near Beaumont. And I said, yeah. And he said, I've got a house there and it's just, I I'm in trouble. And I said, okay, well, tell me what's going on. So he'd basically gone to a seminar and he bought a bunch of yellow signs that said I buy houses and he lived in Calgary at the time and he found a motivated seller in Beaumont and he saved her you know 
she was going to go into foreclosure. And he came in like a white knight and saved her. He didn't have to qualify for financing, but he put a fair money, amount of money down. She took that money. She went to Hawaii. And he saved her. And he held on to this house for like 10 months vacant, trying to sell it, trying to find another buyer, trying to find another rent-to-own buyer, trying to follow all the steps that he learned in the seminar. And it's, it, it's, it was a tough time to be doing that. I was nearby. And I'd been going through what I was going through. I was like, I can handle this house. Yeah, I'll help you, you know. So uh, I found a tenant buyer almost. I, I took it off his hands. I found a tenant buyer almost immediately. We were cash flow positive immediately. Got a good down payment. It was a good tenant buyer. It was a good situation. And I was nearby. And I helped, you know, basically we worked together so that David didn't wasn't hemorrhaging money anymore. And it put like wind in my sails. I was like, I think I'm back. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then we were, you know, heading near the end of our foreclosure situation. And we, we actually lost our house that we lived in. Or we were about to. And I had a funny set of circumstances. This lady that I sent sold the house to in Beaumont, she said, I need out. What, what are my options here? And I said, well, what's going on? She said, well, I don't want the house anymore. I don't want to live here. My boyfriend left me, blah, blah, blah. And my husband and I looked at each other and said, this is a, maybe we, this is a good chance to downsize. So we went from this mansion out in on 10 acres, just outside Beaumont, into this little 1,100 square foot blue house, a split level in town. And it was, I knew we could move into it because we had a few more years on my lease option from David. And I was like, it's a good place for us to hunker down, downsize, regroup, see where we're at. So we moved into this darling little house with our five kids and everything was fine. And it sucked to lose everything and it sucked to lose my houses. I, you know, we lost our house that we had our first kids in. And then this big dream home mansion of mine, but we were safe and it was a smart, it was a smart decision. And so it was what was best for everybody. Plus she left and I didn't have to give her down payment back because she knew that and it had cash flowed all that time. So we're good to go. Now, here's the thing. I have this sales job and I'm a sales manager and one of my territories is Kelowna. So I come out to Kelowna and Jeff and I, in our heyday with kids, we'd come out to Kelowna a couple times to show everybody how rich we were. <laughs> Something like that with our boat and our fancy Cadillac and all the fancy things. And we just loved Kelowna. And so I just, I was working in Kelowna. He was having a bad day. He said, you, how's it going there? I'm like, oh, it's so awesome. I just love it here. He said, can we move there? Because he was having a bad day at the store. His story is a whole other story. Anyway, so I was like, yeah, but be careful what you ask for. Because I think I'm, I think I'm back. You know what I mean? I think I'm back because I just sold this out. Or because I just did this house thing. And so we came back the next weekend to Kelowna. And Kelowna was a ghost town. And we found our house, this house I'm living in right now. By, we got lost. We were looking for a school because we have so many children. 
because we were like, how do we do this? Let's go see if we can find a way. We had no business doing it at a 420 credit score. I had barely any money, um, really just no business looking for a house. But we came out and we tried to find a house anyway. Got lost, found a school, found this house. I knew it was a foreclosure because I'd been through so many very recently. And we put an offer in. And I went, you know, I just dusted, dusted off my, well, I was a sales trainer. So I dusted off myself as a salesperson. Basically, I went to a friend and I said, I've put this offer on this house. Can you help me? Here's the plan. And my proposition to him was, you put up the down payment, you qualify for the financing, and I'll make sure that it's really profitable for you in the future. You buy it for this, I'll buy it from you in the future for this. And he's like, that sounds like a pretty good deal. He just said yes. I asked my magic question, by the way. I said, is there any reason you don't want to do this deal? He's like, no, this sounds pretty good. And it was like, oh my God, I can't believe how easy that was. So my friend and his friend bought this house for us in 2012. So you really, you put a rent to own deal, sorry, a rent to own deal together for yourself. Exactly. And then we put $5,000 down on it, bought it out of bank, bought it out of foreclosure from the bank. It had been sitting here vacant for three years, filled with spiders. And well, that wasn't filled with spiders, but it wasn't in great shape. And there were, you know, the, the landscaping was overgrown, all these things, but it doesn't matter. It's an absolutely gorgeous place to be. And it took us eight years and we finally bought it. But going back to when we bought it, then I just kept telling my story and what I'd been through. And, you know, part of us staying alive as long as we did was we refinanced. There were, we had 110 door, 100 doors and we refinanced 95 of them from credit card money to basically bank money. And I learned so much about financing. So I was talking a lot about it. I was talking about my journey and I found the more that I talked about it, the more people came out of the woodwork and needed help. So we ended up coming out here. Yes, I joined this multi-level marketing company, but, but my husband still had his business. So he was able to still bring in some income. And I had people coming out of the woodwork needing help. So I I started accumulating more and more properties through rent to own. Basically, we did several deals. And so, you know, you were just saying about how, you know, kind of the hell that I went through. And it was absolute hell. It was also a gift because I've been able to help dozens of people avoid bankruptcy and foreclosure. Because, you know, as terrible as the time was, I needed somebody. I needed help. And I tried and tried to find that help. And what ended up happening is I ended up becoming that person. I ended up becoming the person that could find the solutions. And I'm really grateful for that. I'm, I'm grateful for the pain. I'm grateful for the struggle. It's so rewarding to be able to help, to be able to say to somebody, listen, you don't have to go through foreclosure. Give me your property. I'll take care of it. You go on and we'll go from here. That happened over and over again. There's people coming out of the recession. Some people, they were, it just was, it was too much. It was, it was enough. More people like David that were just in trouble. And so, yeah, that was part of how we were able to rebuild. And that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone through the struggles I had. You know what I mean? 
Are and you wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have ended up in Kelowna, which is the best place in the entire world to be, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Kelowna is beautiful. I have friends in Kelowna. I, you know, I love Kelowna. I do. Yeah. Great place. It's a great place. I'm, I'm very, I'm extremely blessed. Would you so, say then that given what's happening now in the economy, yeah. we're going into another very turbulent time, right? Yeah. Whether we're in, a, we're in a recession or coming into a recession, oh, who knows? It doesn't really matter. Financing is insane and the market's been nuts and things are happening all over the place. How do you feel right now about what's going on in the real estate market? And, and how are you feeling as a business person when you're looking at what's happening out there? I think there are going to be some good opportunities for people to capitalize on. I think some people are going to, you know, get into trouble. And so it's my hope that more and more people learn about creative strategies on how to help people because uh, you can really make it a win. People can get into property without having to qualify and probably without having to put a lot of money down or maybe even any money down. So I think that there's, I think there's an opportunity that's here and on its way. When I started in real estate, most of the mortgages I assumed were seven, eight, nine percent. So those interest rates don't, they don't bother me. They really don't bother me. Really good point. And I say that a lot to people like, look, this past few years of interest rates of one and a half and two and even three percent are like that's just an anomaly. And I mean, me, I well, I remember growing up in and and in the eighties and nineties, there was no. I remember the twenty what twenty one percent mortgage rates. Yeah, that's I, what like in the eighties. Okay, so when I started, that's what most of the veterans were talking about. They're like, you get six six and a half, you seven half percent, and that's cheap. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. So it's like okay. I, went, I did a lot of peak potentials, like training camps. There's like warrior camp, wizard camp, train the trainer, all these things. And I just remember one thing is a warrior always finds a way. And let's take, let's take the Airbnb stuff that's going on in BC right now. Have you, have you both heard yes. about that? Yeah, we're all aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's very unfortunate for a lot of people, if, especially if it was your only game plan, you know, and especially if you bought, you know, in the last year, it's tricky. That said, you could probably still get a decent tenant in a property and that tent, you know, you've got to do a good job getting your tenant. You've got to pick the right person and you've got to, you know, you've got to do all of your due diligence or hand it off to a property manager that's going to do a good job. That tenant is going to pay down your mortgage and you might have to kick in a little bit or a lot every month. And that amount could be tax deductible. You know, your negative cash flow, I hate to say negative cash flow, but it does happen. Yeah. Probably tax deductible. And if you've got a 25 or 30 year mortgage, it's going to be paid down quite a lot in 10 years. And so, if you can find a way to hang on, you know, bare knuckle it, then I encourage, you know, anybody that's listening to this to do that. Find a way. There's always a way. 
And Uh, and I think that's really good advice because it's not just about what's happening right now. And it's not even about what's happening next year. You made a really good point. 10 years from now, things are going to look entirely different than they do right now. And if you look back 10 years from now, things were, well, look what happened in the last 10 years. We don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. So you're right. It's not a matter of looking at what's happening now or in six months or a year. And yes, I'm not saying that's not important because it is really important. It impacts your everyday life. At the same time, if you can kind of step back just a little bit and look at it longer term and maybe come up with some strategies to get through, maybe it's just a survival strategy. It doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't matter. Maybe it's just, like you said, a survival strategy. Maybe there's somebody that you can partner with that can't and won't ever be able to qualify for financing or won't be able to qualify for financing for some time. Maybe you want to try a rent-to-own strategy. Maybe you uh, want to try lease option or want to try agreements for sale. Uh, There are all kinds of possibilities. I was was going over this with a property manager the other day. He's also, his name's Andrew Hansen. And he's, I run a real estate group called the Okanagan Real Estate Investment Group. And he's one of our sponsors. And so he and I were talking about how, okay, let's say you've got a property that is like half million dollar property. We're going to try to articulate this. I'm writing this up. Okay. I'm going to do my best. Say it's a half million dollar property. So you've put 20% down. And so that's, so you've got $400,000 mortgage, right? But your only plan was to do Airbnb. And now you're like, oh, it doesn't make sense. The rent doesn't cover, the rent doesn't cover the mortgage. So let's say you got to put $500 a month into this prop. Let's say you got to put $1,000 a month into this property. Okay. So that's $12,000 over the next year. Well, what's still happening at that time? What's still happening? Well, your mortgage is going down. Some, maybe even a lot of the mortgage is being paid down by your tenant, right? Okay, so let's say it's $12,000, right? And let's say this goes on for two years. It's $24,000. You're probably going to be able to use it as some kind of a tax write-off. That said, I am not an accountant. You've got to talk to your accountant about that, all right? I, I don't even play one on TV. But there are likely some tax advantages to, to having to supplement a property. You know, instead of calling it a negative cash flow, try to use different language. Yes, we're supplementing this property. It's an investment. The tenant's paying down most of the mortgage. Okay. So let's say it's $24,000, but it hasn't changed in value, right? If you sell that $500,000 property today, okay, you're going to have to pay realtor fees. And it could sit vacant for eight months while you're trying to sell it, which means it's vacant, which means you're going to be paying even more every month. And, and it's a tough time to sell right now. It is a buyer's market. So in my humble opinion, it's smarter to try to find a good equity building tenant that's going to treat the place pretty good, supplement it for as long as you got to supplement it. And in BC, it's tricky because it's really hard to get rid of people. It, it, it is. I acknowledge that. I'm not going to pretend like it's a different way. You're probably going to, 
you're probably going to be farther ahead. I think you're going to be farther ahead if you find a way to hang on. Yeah, you like, really, because you could take a real bath if you sell it. I mean, well, you could take a real bath, and it'd be so stressful. I mean, people need are desperate for housing, and so one of the benefits to all of these high interest rates it is it knocks good people out of the market. So you know, if you can find those good people and make them your tenants. They're, they're going to treat it like their own and they're probably going to be good. Not, not going to say you're not going to get a few skunks in there because that can and does absolutely happen. And sometimes you fa you're facing a nightmare. It's happened to me more recently than I really care to admit because you think by now I'd have it all figured out. Right, ladies? But anyway, yeah, even I still make mistakes. Of course. That said, real estate cannot be lost or stolen cannot be taken away as long as you pay the mortgage and taxes and all in your insurance and everything it is it's the best as far as i'm concerned and if you can get somebody in there to either pay most of your mortgage or part of your mortgage uh like you just said laurel it it's probably going to turn around it's yep. probably going to turn around and that mortgage is going to get paid down we just had this happen in edmonton we bought a property three years ago and we were like, oh, it's going to be so great. Um, we think it's going to rent for this. We got the property. It was ready to go. We marketed it for rent for what we thought it was going to rent for. And it didn't rent for that. We had to take a $500 a month bath. And what ended up happening over the course of the last two, two and a half years or so is we had a flood. So we had to renovate the basement. Insurance helped us pay for that. and. The upstairs ended up moving to the downstairs and we increased the rent because now it's newly renovated suite. Then we re-rent to the upstairs and we increased that rent. So it's turned right side up. It was an upside down property for quite a while. And now it's turned right side up. And this whole time, tenants have been paying the mortgage down. Right. And it, I'm going to see this. It's not been that fun. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I wish people could see your face. So you might have been <laughs> Tell you guys that real estate is a complete blast. <laughs> ever? I, I don't remember anybody ever saying that. You're going to have moments that are just sucky. Yeah. And you are, exactly. Well, on that note, then, let's go to the lightning round questions. Are you looking to create generational wealth and get one step closer to financial freedom? Then Better Mortgage Select is the mortgage brokerage for you. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or seasoned investor looking to grow your portfolio, Better Mortgage Select is here to help you achieve your financial goals. With over two decades of experience, our team of financial planning consultants have perfected our own unique system that tailors every step to suit your financial needs. For a free consultation, reach out to us today at info at bettermortgageselect.ca or give us a call at 905 569 8326. We're here to help you get started and prove why we're the top ranked mortgage team in Canada. I know I'm taking up way too much time. You guys usually don't have these long. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't. Mind. Oh, this has been awesome. Thanks. Okay, Catherine, you start. Hey. So, Julie, tell us one fun fact about yourself as something that most people would not know about you. Oh my gosh. I'm a fun fact. I am funny. 
Maybe you know, know that about me right now, but I am like, I am, uh, I, I'm, my friends in high school gave me, made me a comedian's license. Like, <laughs> gave me, they made, there were four of us. We like to make people laugh a lot. They made four of us comedian's licenses on our volleyball team at Green Mountain High School. It, like, from Colorado. And funny. All right. If you could say something to your 18-year-old self, if you give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to that 18-year-old? I would say you are loved and work really hard on loving yourself because you deserve all the good that's about to come to you. And if you love yourself enough, when the tough times come, you'll have that love and, and it'll help carry things it'll help carry you through a little easier wow that's that's really great advice yeah that's well it's something i'm still working on it's something i'm still working on as a 50 year old woman i just turned 50 wow so what is your favorite resource for real estate investing could be anything a book a training a person an event ron legrand ron legrand He's wow. Still, he's still around. He, I learned, I still, I learned more from him and I still learn things from him. He's still around. I still watch his clips and things like that. And I was able to take so much of his, his information and put it to use. Yeah. All right. Good. And your last question. If what's the one attribute or characteristic that you consider has made you successful like what well, if you had to pick one characteristic attribute i'm creative okay mm -hmm. yeah creativity. there you go so you're funny you're creative which is a really good combination you have learned to love yourself and you get out there and you meet people and you learn things and so there you go we have you all wrapped up in this beautiful package i think that's great thank you so much ladies it's been really fun spending time with you well thank you it was wonderful and how can people reach you? What's the best way for them to reach you? The best way for them to reach me is go to my website. It's streetsmartdiva.com. And um, I have free real estate investment tools, which will help get you on my email list and it's valuable information. I try to put out like 99% content. I offer things here and there. 99% of the time, it's stuff that I hope will help you. And that's streetsmartdiva.com forward slash free tools. And if you want to book with me in person and have a meeting and maybe just bounce some ideas off me, that's streetsmartdiva.com forward slash book. And you can go to my calendar and, and we can have a conversation. That sounds great. Thank you very much. It was a wonderful conversation. I love the ups and the downs and that's, well, that's a life, right? And that, and, and whether it's real estate or not, that's just the way it is. We all have successes. We all have failures. And the more we can roll with them, the better. I agree 100%. 100%. Well, thank you. And uh, we hope to have you back again. Uh, who knows? Maybe by the end of the year. We'll see what's happening. Because, goodness, the rate things are changing these days. I think the landscape could be totally different a year from now. Anything I can do to help, that's what I'm here for.
Okay, thank you. Catherine, well, Julie had a wild ride, didn't she? And you know what's really funny? Well, not funny, but I think the ride is still continuing because, you know, she's learning and the market's changing and it's a wild ride for everyone right now. But you know what, in the end, it all seems to work out if you just keep your head on, right? Absolutely. And there is a reason why she is the street smart diva. You know, like there, there is, uh, that's a very apropos name for her. And the nice thing is that she shares all of her street smarts that she has learned and earned along the way. All right. And with that, we will say goodbye and we'll hear you, talk to you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast, where the focus is on helping all levels of real estate investors advance to the next level and help you customize your life. Be sure to tune in next week at rightclub.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get a few seconds, please rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps the show get noticed by others like you. And we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe.